Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray no. Hello, Andy. Good evening, Joseph. How's everything there in Cincinnati, Andy? It's good, man. It's good. March Madness is here. Had a 70-degree day. And uh, that third voice popping in. We got a third voice popping in, coming back making his triumphant return to talk a little March Madness and Civil Tournament, the one and only Matty Goldberg. Hello, Andy. Hello, yeah. Joe. Yeah! <laughs> one of my favorite times of the year, March Madness. I love it. So before we get into it, I just need to double check. What, yeah. Matty, is there some sort of beef that we have that I don't know about that no, you're really upset about? No, I, you know, I want to bring that up because <laughs> I, I was going to make I was going to make a joke about it. The, 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 you did trigger me during the Rams Bucks. Like you had to talk about my guy, Tom Brady, and it like set me off on like some crazy, like insane. You know, I lost my mind for a few minutes, so I apologize. So that was on <laughs> me. But it's like Tom is my boy, even though he's local loco he's still my boy you know yeah we have you have to admit this is i mean he's really he's really hit a new point in his career now where he's dangling retirement every year this is where yeah. he's gonna do the farve thing now yeah i think so i i i give a couple more retirements for sure you know but uh yeah we have no problem we're on good terms i'm happy you got scherzer i'm happy for the mets i'm happy the spring is out uh, you're looking good. Andy looks great. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm happy to be here. This is like, I, I think I, the first March Madness I did with you guys was maybe five or six years ago. How the time flies. I was 24 then. And so, you know. Well, I'm excited for a great yeah. episode then. I thought for sure I was going to come in and like yeah. two minutes in this episode, you're going to be like, in 2016, you tweeted yeah. that the Bruins were going to lose. You've been yeah. dead to me ever since. No, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, you know, harness whatever's dumb anger and it's probably misguided angst. So, you know, we're volatile guys and, and whatnot. And uh, there's no hard. I love you. I love seeing you, man. I hope there's no hard feelings towards me because sometimes no. I feel like I don't know if you get me sometimes. So it's like, I have no problem. I love you to death. I love Andy. I love Tug Coker. I love all the guys, you know? Well, well spe speaking of love, Maddie, I've told you this. You have a new fan, yeah. and she's probably watching out. My girlfriend is like a borderline obsessed with you, man. All right. Well, you know, I swing, so you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very flattered. Uh, that's really cool. You know, I've, I kind of lost my creative vibe sometimes, but uh, that means a lot. And uh, I, I plan on visiting Cincinnati in the summertime. I want to check out the ballpark with you. Oh, so, well, well then, now's but, not the year. Yeah. We might have to change. We'll get to the Reds later, but I mean, we yeah. might be one of the two fans there. I have to ask. Well, that'd be great. That's that's. Remember that time we went to the Dodgers when the Dodgers sucked and there was nobody there that day game? That was fun. Against the Rays. 
Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they sucked. I think they won the. They always won the division. They were good, but they were not, uh, not like what they are now. You know. Yeah. They well. Done. Well, I have to ask. What's yeah. a, what's the shirt? What's me out? Oh yeah, so I tried to do a backdrop, but I I was lazy, so I I wanted to make a backdrop here, and then you guys, <laughs> this, is a, this is a Tim Tebow uh, Jets jersey. I wanted to hang in the back, but then Joe made an observation that was quite stiff. And if you guys <laughs> know where he's going with that, I mean, there could be some truth to that. Uh, Joe, I think Joe's word where <laughs> did you use that as a cum rag? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. He said it looks stiff, and I said there could be some truth to that if you know where I was going. So yeah, they, it could it could be. You know what's funny? I wasn't even I was asking about the shirt you were wearing, but you showed that shirt. Oh, this shirt, this shirt's <laughs> like some Austin, it's like Austin, Texas. Anytime my sister goes somewhere, she'll buy me a shirt from the city. So I have like a Vancouver, uh a lot of pop spray, like the cheesy shirts that are just like $5 tour shirts. Do you know what I love, Prano? That's what I do for my five-year-old nephew, 10-year-old nephew. Yeah, right. <laughs> I buy him a shirt. <laughs> yeah. So I have like all these different random cities from like Duluth, Minnesota. I hope I said that right. To <laughs> Duluth. Springs, Vancouver. Uh, Brian, how did he? How did he? How did he? Duluth. Duluth. Duluth, Minnesota. It's Duluth. Duluth. So, but it's good to see you. I mean, this is like, God, where does the time go? Well, well, I know, Matty. You're right. Before we jump into it, I think we got to yeah. go down memory lane a little because March Madness. Sure. Yeah. Some of your favorite trips when we go to Las Vegas? Dude, the best. Like, there's that Barstow, In-N-Out. <laughs> no, what's not In-N-Out? It's Fat Burger. So you start with the Fat Burger. That's like was our tradition, the Fab Burger. Then seeing all your buddies from St. Louis are always great. Then those crazy dudes that used to throw like five grand on a game. Remember that guy threw like a, a chair at the television? Yeah. Uh, they were all like, it was weird. They're all Notre Dame fans for some reason. And then Wisconsin fans were the worst. And it was just like degeneracy at like level a million. And you, we had some great times. You got really high one time. And you kept wandering around the casino going, you got a fucking dart in your neck <laughs> from my yeah. old school. Yeah. Like I, I was, at, I was, Ruth rate five milligrams of edibles yeah, and was like, yeah. I'm freaking out. Well, I was, I was playing poker and I could see him wandering around with like an, wearing a backpack. And he's just like, for about an hour. And like he would come back and circle around where I was again. He was just wandering around the casino all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, Prano, I'm I'm surprised security because I was wearing a yellow backpack too, which I yeah. to this day I don't know why. Like an athletic backpack. I was just wandering around, not gambling, not drinking. I'm shocked yeah. nobody pulled me aside. <laughs> Yo, dude, what what's what's up with you, man? I think they see I think they see worse than that before they get uh before yeah. they get involved. You had all your clothes on, you weren't stumbling. Yeah. True. You didn't have a hooker with you. Yeah. No. We had some great trips, man. I uh the first time I went there, remember I, I had to get a really shitty hotel. So I got like that $20 Howard Johnson's by the Hooters. That was the <laughs> scariest fucking hotel I ever been. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't remember why the first year you didn't you didn't stay with me right away and then we made it work. What's the well, most money? I couldn't afford it, but it but I remember staying at that shitty hotel and it was like scary. What's the most money you we wanted March Madness? 
on a game or total either. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, you know, I remember we, the joke about me was I, I bet like $5 a game <laughs> and then I worked it up to like 20, 50, a hundred and every once in a while, like one fifty two. So I maybe won 200, maybe lost 200. So I've moved up, but I'm around, you know, 25, $30 a game. What's the, uh, what's the go-to Matty Goldberg meal that we would get from steak and shake for you? I get the chicken fingers and the fries, like the most basic kids menu shit. And I would eat it every day. And your friends were like, what the hell? Like some of your guys love me. And some of them were like, yeah, this kid's a little weird. So, but it was, a I great want the chicken table. finger, chicken yeah. fingies with the fries and the Shirley yeah. temple. Yeah. Right. No, I'm no joke. Every day he would get, oh. I, I mean, like how, like not just every day you were eating chicken fingers and fries, like three meals a day for Probably like lunch three days. Dinner. Yeah. yeah. For steak and shakes. Unbelievable. Yeah. How's well, house of pie, is, is House of Pie still open, Maddie? Yes, it is. Okay, Thank just making sure everything's okay over in your hood. I've been there a couple times. I moved to Atwater Village, so I'm a little farther away, but uh, I still hit there every once in a while. For, like a friend's around, we'll go there. I got it to go one day. I got uh, the beef, uh, the French dip, and I got a, a ice cream <laughs> sundae, which is always weird to order an ice cream sundae through Uber Eats. But I, I was crazy. <laughs> Prano, I would literally pay money to watch Goldberg eat an ice cream sundae. Oh, it's so good. From there, it's holy like, shit. Just the thought of him using his arms and getting on his face and shit. <laughs> Wiping it off with the Tebow shirt behind him. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, Maddie, hopefully you can help Joe and I because, I mean, we've been open. We're, we don't follow it too closely. And uh, I feel like I, I, I take a lot of uh, I take a lot of pride in that. I feel like I beat the college basketball out of you, Ruth. There used to be a college basketball guy. You and Maddie traveling to Vegas. And I was well, like, it's, college- it's, it's interesting because I know how much Joe loves the NBA more than college. And I was thinking about it when you asked me to be on it. And I'm like, I sit there and I go, how can Joe like the NBA more than college? And I'm sure you're thinking like, how the hell can you like college more than the NBA? Yeah, I, I just for me, like I know the NBA sort of uh, sleepwalks through the regular season. Yeah. Um, and I, I sort of sleepwalk through the regular season a little bit as well. I mean, it used to be that Christmas Day was the unofficial start. Now with everything like everybody's schedule is changing and stuff like that, it's even pushed through where I'm basically a Knicks fan and I watch my few other teams that I like on league pass. But I mean, just the quality that steps up to playoff basketball, playoff NBA basketball. I just love it so much. College basketball is just hard to watch for me because it just, it's, it's kind of like sloppy. There is a lot of sloppiness, but it is competition. So I look at it as competition. Yeah. Well, well, look, man, it's not thought that at, like my thing with college, Joe knows this too. I've just become such a like an NFL guy that yeah. like I, it's tough for me during that season. I'm surprised but, we didn't. I'm surprised that's not how the show started. I, I'm surprised you weren't just like, all right, we'll get to Maddie's come rag in March Madness. But yeah. Von Miller signed everybody. Yeah. But well, yeah. well, the thing about the NFL, it's a, it's a year round sport. And I love the NFL more than college basketball. But as soon as the NFL is over, I start I just start focusing on college people we're good because uh you, you know obviously I, f- I follow the local teams here and, and i'll go yeah. to some games but uh as far as the national scene i, I haven't watched enough 
Now we have, we have the last playing game happening right now with, with Rutgers sure. and Notre Dame. But I think what we should do is we should just go through and Maddie, I'll kind of have you lead the way and, and yeah. you know, ask for your opinion as far as teams you think are good upsets, well, yes. good te- teams, you teams you like to go far. Sure. Um, and, and we can start there and, and we can start, obviously I have a bracket in front of me. Hopefully you guys yep. do too. Um, we can basically start with, are you guys doing a bracket challenge or no? No, no. Um, you do you want to go region by region, Goldberg? Or yeah, you- we can do that. I mean, I I made some notes and I was just gonna give some like things that I've observed for the my life watching the tournament. And I've now that I've like tried to be a better gambler, I've tried to look at things in a different perspective, which is really different. And that's all I care about. I, Maddie, I'm, you know, me, I'll, yeah, you're a gambler. I'll, you I'll go bet on these games knowing absolutely nothing. So, uh, I'll, I'll bet on a couple of these teams that I like for sure. whatever reason, but I'm looking to you to help me out in terms of gambling. And I will fill out a bracket and I'll get involved. Yeah. Right. We're not running a dirty sports one this year, obviously, but mm. I, I'll fill out a bracket and put a little money into a couple of those too. So whatever you got for me, Maddie. Well, here's the point I was going to make that I, I thought I was like, you know, you have, you have like a thought, like you're, you're pooping or you're doing the dishes. You're just trying to observe. Here's something that I thought about these, these tournaments every year. There's always going to be one team that we're all super high on, on the bandwagon. That's going to shit the bed in the second round. And there's going to be one team that we've given up on and we've faded and like, ah, they're, they're pretenders. They've got knocked out the last two years really early. And they're going to make a really deep run. And I'm kind of basing some stuff on that, trying to go a different way of gambling than I usually do, where it's just like more like, yeah, this team is really good, blah, blah, blah. And this team is bad. So it's kind of like that theory of like Wisconsin, when they make the final four as an eighth seed a couple of times, nobody saw that coming. So I'm trying to look at teams that people are kind of dismissing that could make a good run and then teams that like everybody's so high on that I, they might shit the bed. Well, why don't we start there then? Why, you know, yeah. we, we, we can kind of work our way around the regions that there's no sure. order we have to do. Who are teams yeah. you think are going to shit the bed? And then conversely, who are teams you think people have given up maybe like a last year UCLA, which was 11 seed, which yeah. made it to the final four after a playing game. Yeah. Who are those types of teams from both ends? Sure. Sure. Uh, well, one team that every like last year, I was like, Illinois is going to win it. And they lost in the second round. And they had a very uh, mediocre regular season this year. Nobody really is kind of putting them as like this like team to do it. So I think they can make a weird run. A team I might fade is Auburn, who had a really good regular season. I hate doing that because Bruce Pearl is the chosen, is one of the, from the chosen, the tribe. <laughs> and you always want to go with the tribe, but like there's something about them that I feel like they're going to have a second round defeat. Uh, so those are two teams that I kind of like feel like one team is on the rise where everybody's on their bandwagon and the other team is everybody doesn't really isn't really on their uh, bandwagon. Another team is Ohio State who's kind of had a bad regular season, kind of uh, failed tore down the stretch, had a really bad big 10 conference. And then out of nowhere, they're in the sweet 16. They're in the final eight. So, well, let me, let me look at those. Okay. Let me look at a couple of those matchups sure. and start. Yeah. 
Yeah, because like here, here. Let, let me ask you something, Maddie, because you like yeah. Illinois last sure. year. Obviously, Houston made a deep run and yeah. they're uh, they, they would match up with them at a four or five in the second round. So you like Illinois to get through a potential Houston matchup. That's going to be a very tough game because uh, Houston plays a bruising kind of defense. They're a very slow team that can probably like the first round. Whoever plays Houston is probably not going to score more than 50 points. Uh, so that's going to be a tough matchup, but, but Illinois has the big center. I think his name is Cockburn. I always get the, the names wrong by like one word or not. Somehow I always have sex on the brain. So Cockburn, but, uh, his name's Brian Smith probably or something. No, no, it is Colburn <laughs> no, or Cockburn. I think, I think it's Coburn, but it's, yeah. I think it's spelled Cockburn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's a, he's going to be a lottery pick, I think. And, and like, they have a lot of players that they could just put. It I mean, together. I I love I just like Maddie telling us, let's go deep with Cockburn. Yeah. Deep with Cockburn, and that's a <laughs> team where everybody was so high on last year, and then they they shit the bed. They lost to Loyola Chicago, which is kind of this like, and Loyola is back in it again, and that's a tough matchup. You know, they're I forget who they play in the first round, but well, well I'm looking. So Loyola yeah. plays Ohio State in the seven ten game, and then yeah, Illinois and that's going to a- be a that is a coin flip. That is an absolute coin flip. So I'm confused then because you're you're yeah. saying you, you think Ohio State might go deep, but they got a tough seven ten game. And if you look at the numbers, and I'll just say them real quick. Yeah, of the seven ten since 1985, the ten seed has a. 39%, let's just round up to 40. They have a 40% winning percentage. So, like, yeah, that's those, kind are, of a- those, game, those games are coin flips for yeah. sure. But I'm saying, like, take Auburn a few years ago when they made the final four. They were two seconds away from getting upset in the first round. And they got over that hump. And then they just started draining threes for two weeks. And they should have beat Virginia. They lost on a bad call in the final four. And it's like, sometimes there's that one game that's really tough that you, you're, you're like not hitting your threes and the other team is beating you and you get a scare and you either survive or you don't. But a lot of teams, when they survive that scare, they go to like that mode of like, Hey, we're on house money now. Let's let it rip. And then you see a team get hot after that. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, if you're old enough, remember when UCLA beat Missouri Tyus Edney yeah. with the, of with course, the coast to was, coast. And that was a second round game. And then they just coasted to win the national title. They should have been out in the second round. So there's always that one game that that a good team has to escape. Uh, in my opinion, the two best teams are Gonzaga and uh, Arizona, but I don't think they're that much better than the rest of the field. I do think there's about 10 teams that can win it all, which is a lot. So let me ask you, Maddie, from yeah. s- since we're up here in the South, you just mentioned Arizona. Like sure. there, for me, when I do well in my bracket or when I do yeah. my w- well in my gambling, I uh, there's teams I ride. Arizona yeah. has historically been a team that I ride to a lot of money. They're a one seed this year. Yeah. So you think they're you think they're a true, truly one of the best two teams in the tournament? You think? Yeah, that they I, I, can- watch, I watched them play UCLA in the conference championship, and UCLA is really good. UCLA. They came out of nowhere last year, but they're bringing back so many of their players. They did. I think they lost one guy from last season. Yeah, they're bringing back the, the whole squad. So they got a great team. They have the kids from Cincinnati, I think. They're star. Do you know that? Juzang or? No, the other kid. He's he's uh, Hispanic. I forget his name. He's got a mustache. I don't want to fuck his name up. Jaime, uh, like Falquez yeah. or something? 
Yeah, yeah. He's from Cincinnati, I think. Hispanic guy from Cincinnati. Crazy. No, no way. I'm gonna have to look that well, up. Well, that's the thing because he was recruited by Mick Crone. Sure, who obviously was UC's coach. And then he went to UCLA and he brought all his guys to UCLA. So they're really good. And UCLA like- is one of my one of my ride teams too. I'll probably yeah. ride you so. But now let me ask you this because about Ar- Arizona. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of a potential second round upset and Arizona versus a Seton Hall slash TCU potential? Like I feel like that could could be where they have their most trouble. Well, again, if if you you're gonna have one game where you're gonna get a scared if you can get through that. But I've seen Seton Hall play. I think they're very inconsistent, and I like TCU. You know, they've beaten Kansas, which is really good. I think uh, Kansas always plays sloppy. But they got Remy Martin from Arizona State, and he's a great point guard. I, I hate to cut, kind of, I hate to yeah. cut you off real quick. Yeah, okay. a guy on you. <laughs> yeah, I swear I'm not high. Everybody's gonna think I'm high. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> you got a pit bull? <laughs> I got a pit bull here. The guy, the, sorry to cut you off. The guy in you sell yeah. is Jaime Jaquez, J, J, yeah. Jaquez, whatever the hell. Sure. Jaime Falquez, I just put it in Google. That was my Ecuadorian roommate from sophomore year in college. It's LinkedIn popped up. Anyway, I mistook the guy in you sell for my sophomore Ecuadorian roommate. Uh, Brandon was like, what did I get myself into tonight? Sure, sure. Cancel, cancel, cancel. The question is, is he from Cincinnati, though? Uh, That that was the question. Um, (laughs) Are you high, Ruther? No, he's from Irvine. It is funny seeing Mick Crone out here. He does not fit in, but he's a hell of a coach. He is. He's from Irvine. Got it. Um, Anyway, I don't even know what you were saying. Go back to what you were saying. Well, he did commit to Cincinnati. Okay. Well, and then he got lucky. Uh, I think Air. I don't think Air. I don't. I think Arizona will destroy either TCU or uh, Seton Hall. I think. Yeah. I think Arizona is going to go really deep. I think the only team that really can beat them are Gonzaga. So are you like coach? so out of the West? You like you? You think Gonzaga is the the team? My my right now in my final four. I'll give you my final four. <laughs> Why is this dog doing this? Hey, come here. Purdue, Iowa, Gonzaga, and Arizona are my final four. And I Purdue, I Iowa, Gonzaga, and who? And uh, Arizona. Got it. And I keep going back and forth between Gonzaga and Arizona to win. Like I keep switching it. I think that's going to be a hell of a game if they make if they match it to the final. Again, we know we don't know what's going to happen. I couldn't tell you. Like last year in my pool. The one I was in, I would say 35% of the people had Illinois as the champion. They lost in the second round. There's This is not a science. And that's what I'm trying to do this year. I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to outsmart the system by saying, what's the team that everybody has given up on and they're going to make a meteoric rise? And what's the team everybody's like, oh, this is the bandwagon team and they're going to shit the bed. Let me ask you about a team that, I think should never have been a three C, at least from what I saw and watched. Yeah. Tennessee. Now, now they're well, they the won their conference. They won their conference. They beat Kentucky yeah. two out of three times. Yeah. I, I think number wise, sure. You could argue they deserved, you could argue definitely they deserved a two over Kentucky. This and seating Auburn. was the weirdest. This seating made no sense. No, it made no thing. sense. But my question is in that region, and for both yeah. Joe and I who don't follow it enough. Sure. What about Tennessee coming out of the West? 
they could. Who's in their bracket? Like, who would they play? The the uh, two seeds Nova, who I think is weak. Yeah, I I I I think they'll beat Nova easily. And Arizona, obviously, is the yeah, one. Yeah, I just if it wasn't for Arizona, they would be a Final Four team. In my okay, team. gotcha. They're they're just running into like I really believe in Arizona. So like, I really believe they're that good. So you like Zona coming out of the the uh, yeah out of that region? I'm sorry, which is the South? I said West. Yeah, now, and you definitely like Gonzaga coming out of the West. Yeah. I like Iowa a lot. I watched all their Big Ten games. Uh, Keegan Murray, have you watched him play? No. I hope I've I watched nobody right. play. Okay, so Keegan Murray is this. He is silky smooth. He's a. He's got a brother on. Uh, his brother's name starts with a K too. They're both brothers in Iowa. They score a lot of points. If they don't fuck up at the end of the game, they should be able to dominate. I like them a lot. I like Purdue a lot. Purdue is very good. I think the Big Ten obviously got way too many teams in, but I still think Iowa and Purdue are like really good. And I don't think the ACC is as good as it once was. Probably the best conference, probably pound for pound, might be the Big 12. Well, well let me ask you this as far as go back yeah. to Iowa. Yeah. They obviously had that, that bank shot. Yeah. That they beat Indiana in the conference tournament, which was the huge like. You know, you don't call the bank and he just heaves it up at the end. But my question to you is that's also a 512. Like, mm-hmm. like, like to me, that's a prime upset. Richmond, Iowa, and, and you seem to be riding Iowa. But how many, but like take a lot of people still believe in Baylor to, to, to repeat. Baylor lost the first round of their game. You know, so like sometimes good teams in the conference champions shit the bet. Uh, yeah. I think the top two teams in the Big 12 didn't make it out of the first round of the conference tournament. Now, actually, I, 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 I correct myself because Kansas won. But Baylor was number one. They got knocked out the first game. And I think uh, Texas Tech lost really early. And Texas Tech is very good. So who do you like out of the Midwest? So Kansas is the one seed. You yeah. have We just talked about Iowa and that 5-12 game against Richmond. You yep. have a two-seat Auburn, which you don't seem to be riding. Wisconsin's no. a three. Four no. is Providence. I, I, what do so you think I about have, this? I think that's I a have, huge upset alert. Providence, South Dakota State. Okay, here's the thing. That was the first game of my notes. The South Dakota State's going to win. But Vegas is smart because you know what the spread is for a five and a 12? That's it's, a 413. Okay, you know what the spread is? Minus two. Wow. That's fucking nuts. So th- I they, I just watched this because I don't you know yeah. I don't follow, but I just watched this sure. before we went live. Yeah. I guess they haven't they won 18 straight South Dakota State. They're very good. And they have the highest scoring team in, in the country. So Vegas has that at minus two for a 413 game. That is correct. And I'm shocked about that because I was like, oh my God, this is a great time to bet and then put a little money line on South Dakota State. And then when you're like minus two plus two. You're getting plus one ten to bet on South Dakota as a thirteen. Yeah, that's crazy. But it just shows that Providence had a terrible conference uh, tournament game where I think they lost to Creighton by thirty points, and they've never really done well in the tournament. They've always been a team that's gotten knocked off early, uh, and South Dakota State's kind of that hot 13-12 seed, not a major. I guess they call mid-major team. And everybody's high on them. And that's scary, too, because a lot of times the public, everybody's on a team and they shit the bed the first round. And 
you know, and then Providence goes on their merry way. But I, I believe in South Dakota State in that game. So who do you like of this region to make it through the Midwest? And who are some upsets that we can look at besides the South Dakota State one? Uh, is that the Iowa region? Was Iowa in it? Yeah, this is yes. the Midwest region. So I, I like Iowa to go all the way. Uh, wow. Yeah. I actually, I made two future bets. I bet Iowa 22 to one to win it all and Duke at 15 to one. Well, my logic for Duke is that on a year where there's no like big favorite, I won the Kentucky Derby with Bob Baffert. He his horse was 12 to one and yeah, he cheated, but I'm like, if you're going to bet on a 12 right, to one, you, I mean, you've, you've, you've made a lot of money here. over the years on cheaters. Haven't you Maddie? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Your horse takes drugs.com. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, if you're going to take like a 15 to 1 or 12 to 1, you're like, if it's a Bob Baffert horse, you might as well take it. And I didn't know he was cheating, but you're like, you know, his horse always usually wins. So you might as well go with that as your long shot. So that's why I like Duke there with the sentimental shit. They got a decent team. They don't have a great team. How, uh, how good is that freshman, Paolo Benchero? He's good. I mean, look, we, we, you can't really judge because like how good was Kyrie Irving there? How good was Jason Tatum there? They're, they're still an 18 year old kid. I don't really yeah. believe in that guy on Gonzaga, the six eleven guy. Like everybody tells me he's going to be like the greatest player in the NBA. And I'm like, he looks like he's got like a 10 year career, eight points a game, eight rebounds a game. Well, tell, talk to me about, I want to talk on, on the same side of the bracket two teams that you just but you got two two seeds with yeah. Kentucky and Duke both schools that get NBA prospect types for yeah. short amount of time but Kentucky actually has a couple they're guys who have stuck around team. now yeah yeah they're not a one and done team so they they have a shot too I haven't watched a lot of them but they definitely have I, I, there's about eight or ten teams that I really believe have a shot to win it this year, and they're one of them. Kentucky, Tennessee, Iowa, Purdue, Duke, Gonzaga, Arizona. And, like, don't discount UCLA. It's hard to go back-to-back and make a crazy run, but they're bringing back the same team. Yeah. So I like them as well. I mean, I'm a little biased because I'm out here, and I kind of root for them because I'm out here. But uh, there's, there's not, like, Usually it's like one or two teams that just they're just so head and shoulders above everybody. I don't see it this year. Yeah, they say there's a lot of parity. So, you know, as we stick in the East region, yeah, we're looking at a potential second round Murray State, Kentucky, two teams from Kentucky. That's going to be fun. But they got to get through San Francisco. And, and I'm going to play a call. We, we have we have Fade orphan. Them. We, we have orphan. OK, we have orphan okay. dirtball. Uh, yeah, Morgan, who who claims we need to ride the orphan. San, he, yeah, he wants the, us to ride the San Francisco team. This is what he says. All hey. right. Hey guys, it's Morgan, your number one ranked orphan dirt ball. I got a little inside tip on a possible dirty sports bump for a tournament team. The University of San Francisco. One reason I know one of the assistant coaches personally. We are friends. I could call him and he might pick up the phone. Probably not this week, though. Um, also, the nickname for this team, they are the University of San Francisco Dons. 
not the University of San Francisco McDonald's, is in Nick De La Sandro, but the Dons. In Dons we trust. Condoms are for Oregon's home court. Peace. Okay, so the reason he thinks we should ride them is because he knows the assistant coach. He gives us zero insider info. Yeah. It's no, just, but also the Dons. Okay, I, I, I see the Dons thing. Uh, well, I, have a, I have a bone to pick with Morgan. I will throw shade at him. Great. Go for it. Well, there was like a vote online back when I was on Twitter. Of like, who is your, your favorite uh, dirty sports uh, fill-in guy? And he voted me last. I let that <laughs> motherfucker come to my Super Bowl park. I let that motherfucker sit in my hot tub. And that motherfucker didn't even pick me first. Suck him, Morgan. I don't care if you know the whole San Francisco team. Fuck off. <laughs> nah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I was upset. I was butthurt. And like my Maddie Goldberg. So he voted you last as far as the dirty sports fill in co-hosts? I think you get points for the top two. And I didn't make the top two. And I was just like, Really? When you beg me to come and like, can I please watch the game? I'll behave myself. And I let him come over. I let him, I let him breathe the air that my sister pays good money for rent. <laughs> that, by the way, that was a, that was a fun Super Bowl party. Oh my God. That was forever. The lesbians in the, in the bathtub or the, the, the bathroom. So I made it awkward by going off on Pedote. Uh, yeah. Well, for the record, for the record, for just for for Morphin, uh, Maddie yeah. Goldberg's now least favorite dirt ball. I just went in and I bet the Don's money line double yeah. cheeseburger on the Don's. They have a tough game and they're in the conference in Gonzaga. So I watched them play Gonzaga a couple times and they hang around for a little while, but they're not there yet. But they're on the up and up. They have the, a, a young kind of sharp coach. But I just don't see him winning a game just yet. I like St. Mary's though. I think St. Mary's will have, will make a nice run and possibly to the Sweet Sixteen. Well, look, here's the thing: Murray State's been good recently, and obviously yeah. John Morant went there, and and, yep. and 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 they've been good the last few years. Um, They're definitely winning their first game. So you think no San, you you have no trust in San Francisco? No, they're going to kill San Francisco. I'm so high on Murray State game one. And I think they're going to take Kentucky to the last five minutes. What's the line on that game, Prano, that you just bet on? Plus two for the Dons. So it's, Isn't it's that a, wild how close all these spreads are? Yeah. Like, so even I, got, like Vermont, I got the money line at plus 115. Yeah. But, but see, Matty, I, I kind of see Joe's mentality on this one. Because yeah. like you said, everyone's looking ahead of the, the small Murray State. Yeah versus Kentucky and they're you know they're so close to each other geographically mm -hmm. within that state everyone's yeah. talking about a fun seven two second round yeah. I feel like that's when the upsets happen when you look past the dons well the other thing that it, the, the other thing too is what I, I I like to fade is like take like Vermont like Vermont's a 13 and they play Arkansas and that's actually a close spread I think it's four and a half which is wild because a four and a 13 four and a half but they know Vermont is really good there's a lot of parity, but if a team like Vermont can beat a big team like Arkansas, the second game, their legs are not going to be there. Like even when Murray State beat Marquette with John Morant, and John Morant is fabulous. 
Like I, I think, you know, love watching him play. They got smoked the second game because your legs go, you know? Yeah. So that, it's really hard to do two games in three days where you're up against like tough competition. Your legs are going to go, you know? And well, that's I- why you see some of these upsets the second round. They just, they have, if they're hitting threes the first game, the second game, they're not hitting any threes because their legs are dead. I think the East, I, I want you to look at the East region. I think, is this the, yeah. the region with a ton of possible upsets? What about St. Mary? A few upsets potential. I want I want you your take sure. on this. Five yeah. St. Mary's versus 12 Indiana. Six Texas versus 11 Virginia Tech that just won the ACC tournament. Three Purdue versus 14 Yale. Okay, well, I love, I, I think Yale will cover, but I, I have Purdue going really far. I believe in them. Uh, St. Mary's, I've watched them play Gonzaga twice, and they can play. They can like hold their own against Gonzaga. I saw them beat them one time this year. Like they're a very good team, and they're very well coached. Remember, we saw them against Arizona in uh, in uh, Vegas, and they're, they're you know they don't have NBA players, but they're so well coached, and yeah, they they move the ball so well. So they're really equipped for the tournament. It's just when they get against really much more talented teams is when they're going to have trouble. So I don't see upsets there, to be honest. What about Texas, a six versus 11 Virginia Tech? You think Virginia Tech is gassed or are they riding that? That's a hard one because like everybody was on Georgetown last year when they had that crazy run, you know, Patrick Ewing had a terrible regular season and then won the the conference tournament and then they shit the bed. They're like, what happened? You guys were killing everybody. So I don't really know what to think about Virginia Tech. I do know Texas has probably the best coach in college basketball, Chris Beard. And like, he's built, they're going to build something insane there. Like they're going to have a new arena next year. He came from Texas tech and they almost won. Uh, was it two years ago? Yeah. Against Virginia. Yeah. So they should have won. And he there, they have veteran players. I really like their, their, they're not great players, but they're veteran players. So I like Texas by this much, but that to me is a coin flip game. Who do you like coming out of the East then? Do you like, like, so so do, you, do you have Purdue? Cause that's the region. Yeah. I have Purdue. Yeah, I have Purdue. Right. So I, I have like Kansas. Is it like Kansas and Purdue and uh, the elite eight? Is that what I had? Matt, Maddie has no clue what is. <laughs> yeah. You don't have your bracket in front of you, Maddie. We I have my brackets, but it's on my phone, and I'm using my phone, and then my iPad just died. So, <laughs> I thought I was so I thought I was so prepared, and now I'm not prepared. Unbelievable! It's, it's just it's just like old days. Okay, uh, well, I wouldn't expect anything less, man. It makes, yeah. it's good, for, good for comedy. So Baylor's the number one seed in that region. Purdue's the three. Two's the Kentucky. Okay, so here's what I don't like. Baylor it's just so hard to repeat it's so hard and they got they had an injury one of their best players this season so they were like something like 16 and two and then they went they lost like five out of seven and then they shipped the bed in the tournament real early so I just think like going back to back is going to be really hard and I think Purdue has got a nice little draw that they can sneak in now Purdue I again yeah. this is a guy who's you know, basically fills out a bracket every year. Otherwise does, yeah. doesn't care much for college basketball. Purdue sort of historically uh, underachieves in the tournament. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. But they made the final eight was it two years ago. So they had that crazy game against Auburn 
which they were just uh, – I forget who was the star on Purdue that year. He was good. Did he go to the NBA? Yeah. He, was, he was real good. He played good. on the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they were this game. close to making the Final Four that year. So, they do underachieve. That is absolutely correct. But that run makes me believe in them. Okay. Has, has, Gene, has former coach Gene Cady ever smiled? There's a question for uh, you guys. No, but I saw him on the – on the uh, in the crowd at the uh, Big Ten championship, and it's weird because he's got a whole new look because he said that weird hair <laughs> come over shiny, <laughs> and he had like six strands of hair like combed over. When I was a kid, I was so afraid of him because <laughs> he had like he was always angry, right? <laughs> he was, dude. I I would say if we if we did our own like most pissed off coach bracket, yeah, dude, he's I think he's a one seed. Him, Bobby Knight, but his look looks like. No, but you're right. Like, he, I would actually agree that he he looked more pissed off. Yeah. Than any coach ever. I like that you were scared of him too. Like, you and were that scared was funny. Watching was him. when he retired. Remember, Steve Lavin was a coach for a little while. Yeah, of course he coached uh, UCLA, St. John's. Yeah. So when he was St. John's, he brought Gene Katie to be his assistant, and I was like. Gene Katie lives in Queens, New York. Now it is so odd to think that that guy was living in New York City. Wait, why? Because he's just so angry. But wouldn't he fit in with all the other he angry New Yorkers? So like Midwest and like so not New York, you know. I don't know. Just just weird observations. But I was always afraid of him. He just seems like a gym teacher that like it's not fun. Like you think you're gonna have fun because it's gym class, and then he's like. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna do fifty push-ups. If you don't do it, you're out of here, Goldberg. You're out of here, Goldberg. Get out of the shower. I don't you know care what, if you, you know, don't want guys, kids to see your dick. Get in the shower. <laughs> you know what I love, Prano? Like, like he's he's eighty-five. Like, like it's yeah. just it's just an old. Like, uh, obviously, he he retired uh, in two thousand five. But like, Maddie, when he retired, like he was like seventy. Like, like. You were, you, he was at 25 years. Jesus. Well, the other guy that's old is Phil Martell, who coaches, uh, he's Phil Martelli. Yeah. Phil Martelli. Did yeah, you oh, ever see his grandson? Yeah. The, the mini, mini Phil. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are amazing. Yeah. Um, um I'm just not going to ever get over what the Martellis did to the Goonies though. You know, did they? <laughs> Hey, Maddie, reference. I got I got one one question for you, because I you know me, I like to get weird with gambling. I, I I've narrowed this down to the obvious, too. But yeah. which which one seed do you think is eliminated first, Kansas or Baylor? I'm going to go with Baylor. I just yeah. think it's so hard to repeat. They have a, a big injury. And I think Remy Martin, like Kansas is kind of underachieved the last few years for the talent they have. But getting Remy Martin he's such a difference maker. He controls the game so well. And I think that's going to help them get to the, the sweet 16 and the elite eight. I do have them getting knocked off by Iowa. I just like, I'm in love with this Iowa team. I don't know why. I just love the way they play and they score. You a love lot. all the white kids. No, they're actually the, the, the guys are the, the two stars are black. The Murray brothers. They're great. And the coach is from uh, Siena, which is where I grew up. So, uh, he came from Siena. Oh, did he? That's yeah. my, my, my brother's alma mater. Okay, there you go, Albany. So I grew yeah. up like an hour away. So I, I was a Maris fan, which is kind I, of embarrassing. I am. Uh, 
I am what my, me and my family call preno non grata, but actually they gave me paperwork that says I am persona non grata on the Siena campus. I'm not allowed okay. to ever return. Well, it's like a Catholic school. So I imagine if you got caught with alcohol or something, you're, I, I got, I got caught trying to beat the shit out of my brother's roommates. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maddie, uh, I went to a Catholic school too. They don't, they don't kick, they don't ban you from the campus forever. For, for well, I got a great, home. I got a great Danny LaBelle story about SUNY Albany, but when, maybe I'll tell you guys another time. <laughs> but he's, ba- he's, he's banned tell, from the school. Tell crap. us when he, tell us when he puts out our podcast. <laughs> oh, that's coming out next week. Told me. <laughs> <laughs> what year did we record that? 2016. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Okay, Maddie. So we're getting through this. It looks like we've gotten through the East region. Let's move back up to the West. This is the final region. So Gonzaga is the one seed. The yeah. two seed is Duke. The three seed we have. Um, who do we have here? Is a three seed. I'm sorry, as I scroll through it, um, who's a three seed in this region? Purdue. See, here's the thing about like this whole tournament, though. Like, do no. people care Texas more about Tech. their brackets? Do you care more about your brackets or gambling? Because I think brackets are dumb luck. Like, you know who wins the brackets that your your receptionist who doesn't yeah. watch one and is like, oh, I like, uh, oh, I, I went with Purdue because Boilermakers, he's kind of cute, you know, or something like that, you know, and then they win or something, you know what I mean? So, like, gambling and brackets are, are I got different. fingered by a guy named Davidson. Exactly. Well, no girls out there being like, yeah, I think the mascot's cute. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how they pick it. They always say they pick by colors. I'm not trying to be sexist. I love ladies. Don't get me wrong. Maddie. But- yeah. <laughs> do you have a girlfriend these days, Maddie? No, I do not. Are you, uh, on, are you on the apps? I was, but I, I, it's like one of those things where I get like paranoid at two in the morning and I delete them all. Or like um, I was on hinge for a little while. Do you have uh speaking of, we'll do a crossover girlfriend slash tournament question. Do you have sure. UConn getting upset early? <laughs> um, well, it's kind of weird. I was triggered by UConn for a few years after the yeah, I'm sure. So now I'm over that. So I liked him. I love Danny Hurley. I think he's a great coach. I know. I think they win their first game. I can't tell you after that because they probably have a tough matchup in the second round. But I do think they're a quality team, and I do think they get a win this year. They're a team that can make a run, too. Like, they definitely can. Yeah, no, I've seen him play a few times being in Xavier's conference. And, uh, I, and I like Villanova, too. It's just Villanova you never know with either. Like, Villanova's a team that can get hot and win five games in a row, or they can, you know, shit the bed and go, like, two for 20 at the three-point line. What about what about a, a good 10-7 match right here? Yeah. 10-seed Davidson versus 7-seed Michigan State. See, to me, that is a total coin flip. This is not a good Michigan State team, but they're still Michigan State with the with – the, uh, experience and they play really good defense so that first half that's another thing too like a lot of people have a strategy where they bet the first half unders for every game i know people put 100 bucks on every game first half unders for the first round so that's a strategy usually it goes like i'm gonna say 20 and 12 on average so you have gonzaga coming out of the west correct yeah yeah and then I who do you like? Shocked. Who do you like winning it all? That's the one team I guarantee will make the final four. You're guaranteeing Gonzaga. You heard yeah. it. Here. I'm, oh. gonna, I'm gonna make a guarantee, and I'm sorry. I know Joe just put money down. I'm guaranteeing Murray State's gonna boat race 
our San Francisco, whatever the fuck. I don't care. Dons, the Dons. I don't care. More How do you, you go the against coach. the University of San Francisco? Is that where Bill Russell went to school? That, that is where Bill Russell went to school. The greatest Celtic ever. I'm trying to get into winning time, by the way. Are you guys enjoying that? Sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like the second episode as much. Joe seemed the first to like one it. was great. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I, 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 I liked it just fine. You know, I the, yeah. the show's got some problems, but it's entertaining. Sure. And really uh, and John C. John C. Riley is great. John C. Riley is like perfect. Yeah. It, but they're really trying to make uh, Jerry West look like an asshole, huh? Yeah. 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 I don't like that because I, 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 everything you hear is that he's a good guy. So yeah, uh, I, I don't like they're doing Jerry wrong. But no, it's I'll continue to watch it. It's an entertaining yeah. show for sure. But I, I, uh, what are we in now? The East? Well, we've, ba- we've basically wrapped it all up. I, I, like I said, you, you had your teams who you think can win it all. And it seems yeah. like you have a few, right? You- well, my two long shots. So these are like futures where I'm just saying, like, I throw 20 bucks on these teams. If they start rolling, you can hedge out. And those two are Duke and Iowa. I don't think, like, gone to my head, they're going to win it all. I think it's going to be Gonzaga or Arizona. But to get, like, 22 to one and 15 to one it's worth throwing 20 bucks on those are my two futures that i like with good odds is there any you don't like uh you're not you think auburn's got a a disappointing run in them i do unfortunately i do so what do you so if you look down there in that corner yeah you know who who comes who goes to like the uh you know the sweet 16 there who goes to the elite eight even out of that out of that bottom corner, you got, I mean, SC, uh, Wisconsin, LSU. Like, who's your squad down there if it's not Auburn? Uh, guys, wish I could look at, I, if I, can I go on my phone right now and look at my brackets? I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you the eight yeah, teams, the LSU, LSU six versus yep. 11 Iowa State. Okay. Three Wisconsin versus 14 Colgate, Patriot mm-hmm. League in the house. Yep. USC is a seven seed versus a 10 seed Miami, Florida. Yep. Uh, and then the two seed of Auburn versus Jacksonville State. I think I had, um, God, I think I had Auburn losing in the Sweet 16. I think I had Wisconsin maybe going to the Elite Eight. Okay. But that is the most, that can be anything. That that bottom one is a, is a, is a crapshoot, in my opinion. I really think like those teams, anything can happen. I like SC. I like it. Now I see made the I like eight last and they year. made the final eight last year and yeah. they were great and they have a great coach and, and he's, got a, he's got a hot wife. Remember? Hard. Yeah. It's it's yeah, his girlfriend or his wife is a Victoria's secret mom. That's what I remember. She was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> give, give him that Tebow Jersey some work. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, Matt, Andy I, Angle, Andy Angle. Yeah, Andy Angle is his name. Now, now yeah. I got to ask you about Gonzaga real quick. Is there any concern sure. with the Shabelli curse to win it all? Right? Like, did he transfer? No, he graduated. No. Okay. Uh, no. I. It's just. Weird. I mean, the Shabelli curse. His Rams won the Super Bowl this year, and so Here's and so did so did the, so did the, the Dodgers recently. They're not. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers got year. the Mickey Mouse World Series, but maybe, yeah, maybe it's Shabelli's year. I mean, look, on paper, they're the best team. They should do it. The one problem I think they have is their schedule is kind of weak. I mean, San Francisco is the third best team in their conference. And that's not saying much because I don't like San Francisco at all. And 
when they get punched in the mouth, they're not used to getting punched in the mouth. So when a team like goes toe to toe with them, they kind of get in trouble, but they, it's, they should win it. They should. I'm just, I just want everybody to know specifically because of Shabelli and because yeah. I think it would be the, the loss that bothers him the most. I'm just going to have, I'm just going to have Duke beating Gonzaga to go to the final four. I mean, it, it's and that could happen too. I mean, the Duke did beat him in the regular season. Granted it was super early, but Duke, like, you know, they're going to make a nice little run. It's, everybody's going to talk about coach K, whatever, blah, blah, blah. His final dance. I, I see them losing in the Sweet 16, though. I forget who I had him lose to, but I, I think they'll lose. I love that we had Maddie come on to do March Madness. And he didn't bring his bracket with him. It's, well, it's like, amazing. it's fine. I'll just. <laughs> Here's my dumb iPad, and the thing fucking broke. Well, Maddie, it, no, you just, it hasn't I been failed. charged, but for the last 20 minutes, you could have plugged it in somewhere to charge it. You realize? <laughs> I know. Let me plug it in. Let me charge it's it. Too late now. You got to leave in You're 10 minutes. You're leaving three minutes. <laughs> Well, I was going to go somewhere and the person canceled. So now I can. Uh... Oh, now you can hang out. Yeah. Oh, where were you supposed to go? Was it a date? I was seeing like an old, uh, an old, an old fling I used to date. I don't want to say their name. Well, I, you don't have to. Well, what, what, yeah. what were you guys supposed to like? We're going to catch it. We're just going to get like uh, tacos, I guess. So I, I got my nice shirt on. I wasn't, I wasn't going to put on the Unbelievable. shirt. Now, now, what's what's He's you like? I had a date lined up, so it was either this or my shoot from Duluth. Yeah, Duluth. <laughs> I can't wait for the games tomorrow, though. I can't wait. Yeah, so they're really early. like they start around like a little past noon. Not my nine twenty. Michigan yeah, like, versus Colorado State. By the way, Michigan did not deserve to be in the tournament. No, it's a disgrace that they're it in. It's ridiculous. It's all about this, though, right? It, oh, absolutely. They are a brand Michigan, name. Michigan's and a brand name. They have money. Their, their point guard is out with a concussion, which changes a lot of things. They will lose tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon for people in the East Coast. So Michigan, Michigan will. Yeah. I think you're right. They, 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 should, they had no right being in. No, and, and no. Even, and, and that seeding was ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. They play Indiana. Both of those teams basically have the same record. They play each other the first round of the Big Ten or the second round. It's basically like I'm like okay, whoever wins that game gets in the tournament. Indiana beats them. Indiana beats Ohio State. Indiana loses to Iowa on a buzzer beater that they probably should have won. They have a lower seed. Do they have to have a play-in game? And Michigan has a higher seed. Yeah, it makes zero sense. No, well, but I, I get. Mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's that Michigan name brand. They got alumni that you know a lot of alumni alumni is rich and. Yeah, a huge fan base. So where do you watch the games? Are you just going to be in that room? I'll be here. Uh, you know, I'll have uh, my TV going. I just turned off Notre Dame and uh, I don't even know what the score is. I think Rutgers will win that game. I don't know what the score is, but uh, I'll be watching all day tomorrow and then all day Friday. And I'll just be like, I kind of all day be- Saturday and all day Sunday. Yeah, I have no life. <laughs> I'm actually playing a poker tournament Friday night at a print shop in Van Nuys. So that'll give me like a little break. Uh, but besides that, I'll be like, you know, watch the games. I text with a few of my gambling buddies you know, and I go game to game. I'm like, Oh, I do a lot of halftime over unders, you know, a lot of spreads, shit like that. Any guys want to hit me up? I'll give you my picks. You can ride with me. You can die with me. You can yell at me. 
Morgan, you can apologize to me for not picking me as your favorite host. Where are they? But you're not on Twitter anymore, right? Didn't, didn't okay, you? I got off Twitter because I just found it like, like because like, you, I, I would tweet things and you would get triggered. Yeah, exactly. So like I see Joe now, and it's like if I was, I know there's COVID still, but if I saw Joe, I'd give you a big hug. I like I haven't seen you in years, man. Give me a hug. But then when you're like Tom Brady spitting in the ref. I'm like, fuck, don't pray to that motherfucker. <laughs> so, but you're on Instagram. People can DM you on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I'm still on IG. Uh, I started doing these dumb videos on TikTok based on the Tinder swindler just for fun where I, I'm the plenty of fish swindler. That's fun. It's not going to blow up, but I just like doing impressions of that guy because I thought, did you guys watch that or no? You know, I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen yeah. it either. Yeah, so he's like an Israeli guy that like, scams girls and they just give them more money and more but, money but, but, I, but I don't understand like without going too far yeah. into it my neighbor sure. my neighbor was going on he was like yeah ended up being like a 20 minute conversation the other day he was telling me about it and he's like dude you sure. have to watch i was like it's that yeah. good now i watch a lot of shit but i'm like it's that is it that good that i have to watch it or, or are these just i think it's, these just I think it's women who give the money i think it's interesting because he's such a sociopath in the sense of like after these girls find out he's scamming them, then he gets really violent and starts threatening them. And then basically what he does is he takes their money and then just goes with another girl and takes her on this crazy vacation with the money he got from the last girl. So, then, so that's what I, I, said I haven't watched it because I think it's about my brother. So, yeah, yeah so he, he basically is Ponzi scheming with these women. Yeah. Like Bernie Madoff. Sure. And there, and this one girl gave him like a hundred thousand dollars of money, like through credit cards. She keeps opening credit cards to to give him because she buys this story that he's this billionaire that had his bank frozen, and she's gonna help him out. And then with some girls, will borrow fifty grand, and then he'll write her a check for a hundred thousand dollars, and it's not even a real check. It, it, you know that idea though is kind of fascinating. Of you take yeah. one girl's money and then you present to another girl with that money these trips and these vacations. Exactly. And again, you're creating this wild Ponzi scheme. Yeah. With dating. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what he does. And it's just wild because it just it's been about ten girls. Yeah. That he's gotten away with it. He's obviously a little better looking than me. I mean, I probably can't pull it off with my looks, but. You know, I do funny videos, parodies of it, but I'll be watching a lot of college basketball. What about you, Joe? Where will you be watching games? Uh, probably just home. I think I don't know. You know, I'm I'm still uh, I'm still on the wagon until baseball season starts, at least. So yeah. normally I'd go to a bar or whatever. I mean, tomorrow is St. Patty's Day and the kickoff of oh, March Madness. So it's kind of a perfect day. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if I decide to. Uh, give myself a one day reprieve and, and drink a beer or two at a bar. There's, there's a local bar in my hood that uh, is running a bracket pool that I think I'll probably end up getting into and probably watch a couple of games over there. You know, I'd like to go out because you, I like to watch when there's multiple games going on. I like that, you know, five TVs going with all the games. Oh, it's just, great. Uh, it's a great but, feeling. That's why we had such a blast in Vegas because yeah. the, we they when we were there when Virginia lost to Baltimore Maryland the sixteen and the one and like yeah, University of Baltimore Maryland County these degenerates gave like them like a ten minute standing ovation yeah that I, I that is I forgot that we witnessed that game in that giant ballroom with yeah 
with a bunch of idiots that were literally standing and clapping. <laughs> and these guys would have, uh, I, I have a good memory. So a table, they would wear like everybody would have the same shirts. So this was right when Trump was president and uh, make brackets great again. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Kid you not. Yeah. And that's, also, that, uh, that's the kind of corny stuff people do. All right. How about this? Good coaches win. Great coaches cover. Oh, yeah. Those were some corny shirts. Yeah. Well, wherever you're watching games this weekend or partaking in St. Patrick's Day, I'm sure the Miller lights will be flowing. Isn't that right, Joe Prano? Is that absolutely there's not a better beer to celebrate the holiday? I, it, it's funny you bring up Vegas because one of my favorite Vegas memories was when I lived there and I distinctly remember enjoying the holiday with Miller Lite, like Miller Lite and St. Patrick's Day. They just go together. Well, the good thing for me, Andy, is I don't even need to give myself a one day reprieve. Uh, I have made a rule where I that will be the only thing that I'm consuming until the start of baseball season. So tomorrow I will definitely be watching some hoops, drinking some Miller lights, uh, you know, enjoying a St. Patrick's Day. I know a lot of people do some other brands on St. Patrick's Day. Not me. I don't care that. You know, some things are, are from Ireland or whatever. I want my beer, regardless of the holiday, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's right. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. People like you and your friends. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much Anywhere they sell beer, it's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Miller Lite, always my one seed. That's right. It's going to go all the way. That's. (laughs) (laughs) Why why does Maddie keep flexing? He keeps flexing. They do do that in college basketball and basketball. Like a guy makes a layup and then he stands on top of a guy and he goes, no. Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, Maddie, I have another question for you. Yeah. How much stand up comedy are you doing these days? I have not. I've been on stage one time since the uh, probably June. Since June. Of of last year. Of yeah, I think last year. Wow. It's weird. It's surreal. It's like, you know, we I've done it 15, 20 years, and it's like in your head, like the jokes, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like I look at an old notebook and I'm like, I really talked about this, like (laughs) masturbation and doggy style, and (laughs) you know. You want to hear you want to hear something funny? Yeah. So so this week crossed the the two years since I performed, and I've obviously never gone anything close to that. It hit me the other day, like I don't think I remember any of my jokes. I also like mentally, I've just washed them clean of like I just don't remember them. Like what uh, I'm what I'm worried about myself is like when I started, I started in the early 2000s, and there was guys that were doing acts. There was like 1982. Like it just felt like, hey, everybody. Yeah. Here's my impression of Laurel and Hardy. And you're like, God, this guy's a fucking fossil in comedy. And now I feel like my act, if I went up there, like people would be like, this dude is like 
he might as well be like an 80s hair metal guy or something. Like, this guy is so behind the times of what's going on. So I, that's in my head about getting on stage. Yeah, like but you, you'd like, probably, it's, it's like how I feel. Like I said, washing it clean. I, I wouldn't do any of the stuff. Any yeah, of right. That I did before, just because I don't find it. So much has happened in my life, right? In the last two years that I wouldn't, I wouldn't find that stuff appealing. Of course. Like I was. When Taco I started, Bell I was, is still a thing, Andy. Don't you worry. Oh, Taco I, Bell I, I is still like, out there. Yeah. Although I. I'll go on. No, I was going to say here. I don't think this would be a stand up bit, but I was kind of yeah. riffing today at, at a place I volunteer at every Wednesday. And I, and I had some of the guys laughing and it was so stupid, but I was riffing because I've always thought like, I don't know why I've, and maybe somebody has a bit on this. I doubt it because it's so yeah. stupid, but I always laugh. We're talking about alligators. I'm like fascinated by alligators. And, and again, I don't even know if there's a bit here, but I always laugh at the thought of like when the first settlers, which I think would have been like the Spanish settlers, like in the 14, 1500s came to Florida. I don't know why the thought of like the dude who's just swimming. And then because they're dinosaurs, like yeah. people forget alligators have not changed over millions of years. And the That's thought great. of like suddenly this dude sees this thing and it just eats somebody. I don't know why it makes me laugh every time or if it crawling out. And they like, wouldn't know what dinosaurs were either. Yeah. yeah. Dude's just like, what the, what the fuck was that? What, what, dude, what the fuck just ate him? And that's where I think they came up with all these crazy ideas of like monsters and demons, because imagine if you had never seen an alligator and you saw it for the first They're time scared. and what, and one just dragged a kid out of your camp that you set up in Florida. That's what I'm saying. That's like, creepy as fuck. It's nuts. I don't know, but it was making me laugh at just the thought of just like dudes watching. Some, I, I guess it's not funny. Somebody just watching yeah. somebody be devoured. Yeah. But to me, it's hilarious of like thinking about that kind of animal when you had no fucking clue. I hear anyway, you. Anyway, I have a long road back to stand up if that's where my bits are starting. Well, here, here's my here's my thing, too. Like I started when I was in my young 20s and I was like, I was like, can't get laid, can't get this, can't get this. And I'm like, you're in your 40s. Nobody wants to hear a 40-year-old man like be like, you know, I can't get laid and all that shit. Like, it just is, it's it's played out for me, you know? Like, I don't want to present that to people anymore. That makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Well, do we want to talk some other sports? I think we should. There's obviously. Yeah, sure. I'll do you guys talk a little. I'm going to go to look at my upsets because i had a ton of list of upsets and then my thing died so wait you're just you're just gonna go dark on us no no i'll be here i'm just grabbing my left my ipad it's been charging for three minutes <laughs> Brandon, that's ama it's amazing that something's just never <laughs> he doesn't even mute his computer <laughs> here look at this for, for five minutes, you guys look at this. Doesn't Goldberg's Tebow shirt look like it was wet and then it was left outside in like the winter and now it's like frozen stiff? I feel like you get a couple bucks for this, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, cum stains included. I mean, come on, yeah. Maddie. Couple bucks. I'll Go sign the cum stain. I think I think most people who own a Tebow shirt at this point jizz in it regularly. <laughs> I, I, I assume they're the kind of people who can't get Oh, laid. you know what I put? Here's some of the upsets I put. I like Memphis minus three. They're an eight, nine game. I like St. Mary's minus two. These aren't necessarily upsets, but these are my best bets for the next two days. 
I like Loyola over Ohio State to continue their run. As always, the sexy, beautiful sister, Jean, will be there. Yeah, but hold on, Matt. You're contradicting yourself. You just said you thought Ohio State could make a deep run. Now you have them losing they, the first Well, my out. point is, yeah, if they get past this game, absolutely. I'm, I'm saying, like, there's going to be a team that everybody fades. It's going to get hot. So that's why I used Ohio State as an example. Okay. So I'm saying, like, there will be that one team that everybody's like, they suck. They're going to lose in the first round. They're going to get upset. Next thing you know, they're at least in the Elite Eight, maybe the Final Four. So Ohio State is that team, but I do think they'll probably lose tomorrow. By the way, where Maddie is right now, apparently, you know what it looks like? He looks like he's in an RV. Doesn't it kind of resemble? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like a nice. I got a little belly too, man. I got to lose some weight. What do you do for exercise, Goldberg? Walk. That's it. You Are you walking any dogs now? Well, I have a dog here, so I walk. I try to walk like a mile and a half a day. And then there's a weed shop that's like two miles away that I like walking to. So it's like if you're gonna buy weed, you're gonna force yourself to walk. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to Michigan uh, this weekend. I'm excited to get legal weed again. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. yeah. How much? How much? Like, what's the dosage of edibles you eat, Goldberg? Uh, I do about twenty. 20 milligrams? Yeah, so I take 20, and then I smoke a little pot on top of that. And then as it wears down to fall asleep, I'll do another 10. Goldberg is crushing me. We know. You're you're like five milligrams, and you're like, I took five milligrams. I woke up shirtless, covered in Taco Bell. (laughs) I weigh like 90 pounds, too. So, Goldberg, you're crushing me. Uh, Goldberg, you weigh 90 pounds? I weigh 140. Jesus Christ. 54140 of lean sex machine. <laughs> you remember when we when the three of us, you guys remember when we went to that uh, You're built like me as a freshman in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 54140. Ladies. I can't. I'm glad I made you laugh. I'm here to make you laugh. See, that's why I always wanted to do stand-up. I always wanted to make other people feel better about themselves. So I'm uh, happy. Man, you, you've always made me laugh. But but you remember, I, what I was going to say was, speaking of weed, you guys, I don't know if you remember this. The three of us, you, actually, of course you'll remember. We went, and I think maybe Trevor, I don't know, we went to a Memorial Day Cubs-Dodgers in the bleachers. Yeah. That, that was the John Jay. John Jay. Oh, John Jay. But I don't know if you remember, we smoked a little weed first at Goldberg's sisters, and then I ate an edible. And I, yeah. th- and I can proudly say this to this day. It's the only baseball game. We were there for opening pitch where yeah. I have never left my seat for nine innings. I don't, do you remember that, Goldberg? Yeah, you, commented, you, didn't move, you didn't move. I bought a huge thing of food and two water bottles, and I was so baked, and the sun was just hitting perfectly that I watched a whole game, not going to the bathroom, not going to the concession once for nine innings, which is kind of crazy to do if you think about it. Yeah. Well, also, there was the guy next to you who was like, you can't leave, bro. If you don't, if you're not here to heckle John Jay, I'm going to slit your throat and eat your fucking larynx, bro. See, a fun fact about John Jay, because I'm all about six degrees of separation. I'm watching. I always liked uh, Cocaine Cowboys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the newest cocaine cowboys that came out about six months ago. And one of the drug runners father, uh, his kid is John Jay. Yeah. I, I, I discovered that too. Did I'm you like, know that no right now? Way, that's John I did Jay. not know that. 
Yeah. So John Jay's dad was, and they talk about it in that new cocaine, but Cowboys is yeah. one of the drug runners, which is crazy. That's wild. Yeah, he's, he's Miami kid. Well, yeah, well, I, like I think we years. can we transition to a little baseball sure. talk on that? Yep. Sure. Because obviously a lot has happened with my hometown team to the point where even Joe now is texting me like, yo, what is going on with the Reds? Well, I want you to know, Andy, that I said I, I, we recorded a new Dirty Slides today. Uh, it is available. All places. Podcasts are available. And I want you to know that even we. I, I said that you and I were going to talk more in depth about the, you know, disgrace that is uh, what's happening in Cincinnati right now. But we we kicked off the free Joey campaign, free Thank Joey you. Votto, send him to the fucking send him to the Blue Jays. They have a great team. He's from Canada. Give him a chance to win one in his in his home motherland. Uh, we also, as we do, we end every episode with a fuck somebody. It started with a fuck Chase Utley, and now we give it to whoever. We said fuck Bob Castellini because this motherfucker uh, is he's just the epitome of the modern day baseball owner crying poor uh, who truly is stealing from his fans. And I've, I've been there. Obviously, I've been there for so long with the Wilpons. Um, I've been there with with terrible owners myself, but to 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 pretend you can't compete and also not sell the baseball team is why baseball is failing. This is these it's the guys like this that play fucking, uh, you know, cry poor and run a baseball team as if they're poor while sitting on a nest of four hundred million dollars and a team worth a billion dollars. And act like they can't compete or they can't put a team on the field. So, yeah, you should be upset. We 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 talked. If anybody wants all the other free agency talk and lockout talk, it's all in the new dirty slides. But we kicked off with some uh, some anti Reds ownership and some free Joey Votto. Yeah, well, no. And, and, and obviously, I, I agree. Here's my thing, man. I don't look. The Reds are a small market. I don't expect them to be winning World Series. But. You got to try, you know, like last year's team was was overall. It was a pretty it was a fun team. They won 83 games. They were in it until September. And then the Cardinals, we all know the run they went on. The Reds were right there to win it. If it was last year's team in this year's format, they make the playoffs to put it in perspective. Right. So, so to get rid of all their guys that weren't that expensive, you know, Sonny Gray is a 10 million dollar a year pitcher. That's not much for what he produces. You know, Jesse Winker is not making that much money. He's a homegrown drafted guy who made the all-star team and he's only 28. You know, getting rid of Suarez, fine. Um, I don't want that contract because he bats 190 and hits 30 home runs. But obviously they threw in Winker, but they're not getting anything in return. And uh, I, I here's my thing about the Reds. I've never in my lifetime, 40 years old, I've never seen anything like this. Like I've never, I've never seen what they're doing right now is going full pirates. And, and, and here's the thing. This has always been a baseball town just because of the history. Obviously, the Bengals are really good right now, and they have tons of upside with Joe Burrow and all that young talent. But I've never – let me put it this way. I've never seen like the editorials where just everybody is like me, where I'm basically saying this for the season. If you don't care to attempt to win, then I don't care to go to games. So like my girlfriend's all about bark in the park – you know, to take Roscoe. And I'm like, I'll give you that game, 
or if like you're in town, Joe, or if Maddie's in town, but I am not, I, I'm just not, I, I, I boycott two teams. Well, well hold on. I, I, I'm not, this is what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not going to be out there grandstanding. I'm saying, I'm saying for a guy who last year went to, I think 10 games. Yeah. I, I'm only going to go when somebody, I, it's not boycotting. It's just me saying, I know I get it. If you don't care about me, I don't care about giving you money. And, and the term that the GM keeps using, and he's just a mouthpiece. He keeps saying, align the payroll, dude, just say what it is. Just say we're cutting cost. And if you want to align the payroll, then I will align my bank account somewhere else as well. Am I and, and this is this is everything that's wrong with baseball right now. Yes. And, uh, and and I talked about this on, on Dirty Slides today is like uh, what's going on in free agency um, goes back to the lockout. The way these owners handle promoting the game goes back to the lockout, like all these things, the the you know, the issues with shifting and and launch angle and the true two true outcomes all this stuff it all goes back to the same thing which is you have the haves and the have nots in baseball but they're self-decided like if you look at the list it's not just the 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 absolute top markets spend the most money down to the smallest markets that spend the least there are teams that uh, you know jump up places and go we know that we make money winning. And I mean, this, the greater Cincinnati area, uh, you know, financially, if you look at a market size by GDP is not that much bigger or smaller than Milwaukee. No. And, and Milwaukee's fucking competing or St. And Milwaukee's putting a team out. Yeah, exactly. And St. Louis year in and year out tries to put a good baseball team on the field because they stand by this. We have the best fans in baseball and we're going to give those, the fans support us. So we have to support the fans. And the bottom line is there's every day, there's a new billionaire in the United States of America. So to be a guy with $400 million who is pretending that he can't put together a winning baseball team, then get the fuck out, dude. Yeah, I agree. the idea, the idea of doing that and having your payroll be a certain size so that you can still make money on your baseball team, but you don't win is like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, 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 he, and I couldn't agree more. And, and that might be happening. Look, there's a lot of rumors floating around that this is what sometimes they do before they sell, they offset, uh, you know, all their assets. And by the assets, I mean the players and the payroll. And, and that could be the case. I do want to play a call real quick. It, it's only right to play a call from just, you know, a very upset Reds fan from, from one of our longtime dirtballs, Stolze. And, and he's just going off. And, and just for him, I'll, I'll definitely play it. What's going on, Dirty Sports? This is Stolze from Cincinnati. Um, I just got a rage for a minute. And not once in my fucking life did I ever think that I would say this sentence right here. Bob Castellini is worse than fucking Mike Brown. I cannot believe I'm saying this. Castellini just traded Winker. I mean, Suarez is whatever, but he traded Winker. He's wasting Joey Votto's career. Joey Votto has had one and a half seasons to actually go and try and make a playoff run. He never puts anybody in the position to win. He continuously wants to just trade away our guys 
for absolute pennies on the dollar. We trade away Winker, who was like our main guy, to the team with the number one fucking farm system in the entire MLB, and we bring back four guys that nobody's heard of. Like, dude, it's like Winker is a solid piece to build around, especially in the ballpark that you play in. But, dude, it's a bam box. It makes absolutely zero sense. Mike Brown signed three people today, shelled out the money because he knows that his team is good enough. Bob Castellini had the exact same opportunity. All he had to do was go out and get pitching. The bats are good enough. It was proven last year. Pitching was the issue. But instead, he goes out and blows the whole fucking team up three years after he sends out a mass email to season ticket holder saying he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Oh, my God, I want to headbutt a fucking butcher knife, dude. Fuck Bob Castellini. I cannot believe I'm saying that Mike Brown is a better owner than fucking anybody. But God, Mike Castellini, or Bob Castellini, go die in a fucking fire. Stay dirty, boys. And I'll say this much, man. Again, as someone from here, I was getting my oil change yesterday and I went, there was an editorial in the, you know, the local sports columnist saying he's got to sell the team. And I looked at the comments and so a lot of times I take the comments for a grain of salt. I've never seen it this overwhelming. I'm talking, I read through a hundred comments cause I was sitting there for an hour. I'm talking like a hundred comments are basically saying what I'm saying. People saying I go to games, not this year. I'll go to the local Dayton team, Louisville team, Cincinnati, Xavier, like everyone's saying the same, like, look, man, they were decent last year. You know, India was rookie of the year. You got Votto, you got Winker, you have some pieces. But this is, yeah, but this is, this uh, again, this is what's important for everybody to know. This is a glaring example of everything that's wrong with baseball. Baseball on a whole is crying poor. We can't pay minimum salary. We can't have a higher minimum salary. We can't pay minor leaguers. You can't become a free agent for five for over five seasons. There has to be a blah, blah, blah. And the reason that they're crying poor is because there is a number of owners who are doing this very thing that say we can't compete. And and the the biggest problem with baseball is that they let these not only do they let these guys exist, sometimes they cover their asses for them. I mean, you are now in a position that Mets fans lived in for a long time where your owners are being cheap. And we were in the number one market. We're in the number one market being cheap. And then Steve Cohen comes out of nowhere and he's like, hey, I'm a Mets fan and a billionaire. If these guys aren't going to try to compete, Make them sell me the fucking team. And the league didn't do that. Eventually, he paid enough that they gave it to him. But this is what every Major League Baseball team needs. There, Every city has a billionaire who's a fan of the team. And if you're not that guy, get the fuck out and stop ruining the entire game and stop killing the game for people who love it by being like half the teams now get in the playoffs and the other half aren't trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, can I ask a question? Uh, it, it seems like, you know, obviously when you talk about the NFL, you know, the owners are like, they protect each other. You know, they, they all love each other. So if you have a thing like in baseball, how do you get rid of, there's probably about five owners that realize if we keep our payroll really low and we don't care if we win or lose, we're going to make a profit as opposed to taking the chance of putting a lot of money into the team. How do you kick those owners out? Well, what you have to say to them, what you have to say to them is uh, we are a dying sport Mm -hmm. that people care about less and less. 
And the and w- one thing that doesn't help us, yeah. an owner and uh, the owner or a team that's trying to compete and still believes in baseball and still believes that we can continue to make more money is you might be making a couple bucks over there in Cincinnati, but you're hurting the rest of us yeah. by having a team that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I think I think you're spot on right there. It's it's it's, it's the, the big picture is the game of baseball and the future of the sport. And, and and you look, it was small and it was be honest. To be honest, it was embarrassing, but it made all the local news. There was like ten to fifteen people who went to protest in front of the stadium yesterday, and it was young, it was young. It was here's what I found fascinating. It was young people, both men and women, probably in their early twenties. They were holding up, sell the team, and and they weren't. You know, they weren't being like raucous. It was just like chanting, sell the team. But of course, all the news outlets picked it up. And I thought, wow, here they are in front of statues of Johnny Bench and Pete Rose and, you know, fr- you know, Frank Robinson, all, all these great reds. And it's like, I've never seen this ever where people are protesting what's happening with the reds. Because the truth is, if you look at it from like this, this is actually hilarious considering how she was as a person. The Reds were much better. Castellini's owned the team for 16 years. March Shot owned it for 15. Say what you want. She was a racist. She was a bigot. She was a homophobe. You know, she said Hitler started out good and then went too far. I mean, she's got wild quotes. She was a crazy person. Yeah. The, Reds, the Reds had eight winning seasons, a World Series, and two playoff appearances under her. Like, my point is, they were better under March Shot than Bob Castellini, statistically, record wise. And it, it's it's it just sucks because he's from here. And look, it didn't work out. It's nothing personal. But like you're saying, you bought the team for 270. You can sell it for a billion dollars. You've tripled your investment in 15 years. And, and like you're saying, with not just the Reds, a lot of these markets. I went to Pittsburgh. That is such a gorgeous stadium. It was odd being in a stadium with 6,000 people in a gorgeous stadium of a city yeah. that has a good history of great sports town of exactly so i just think you're right joe baseball as a whole needs to figure this out and then they, they won't. do you think he should be like on top of it where he's like look i'm gonna do a board we're gonna have a committee that teams that are we don't feel are doing their best job to put the most competitive team on the field you're out you have to sell the team within a year i mean one of the great things about was the what's the guy silver from the NBA? Yeah. When yeah. uh when the crazy guy for the Clippers made that shitty remarks, it was yeah. like you're out, yeah. gone. And and like, that's what and that's what the uh, the commissioners and the owners and other sports have done is they think about themselves in terms of moving the sport forward. And baseball has just been shooting itself in the foot and moving it backwards. And by the way, you you know the Reds uh, made an effort but didn't get there. And whatever. I'm not saying teams can't rebuild. I'm not sure. saying that. No, I, I but, agree. But the bottom line is you like what I think. And I said this on dirty slides today is I think that there just needs to be a financial uh, like a redo in baseball. And obviously we just did that a little bit with this lockout and I don't want baseball to go away. So it's not like we want to lock out, but like something that needs to be agreed on is not just a salary cap, but a salary floor. But I think more importantly than either of those two things is if you're going to be the Cincinnati Reds and you're going to like claim rebuild or claim whatever right now, then I need to see you 
you, you, there needs to be a floor on what teams are spending for the next five seasons going forward. Okay. You're rebuilding. Take that kid who just won the rookie of the year and give him a fucking deal to show me that you have a plan to rebuild. That's we have a five-year plan. Okay. What's that five-year plan look like? Just shedding payroll, shedding payroll, shedding payroll, hoping your prospects pan out and that you can put a winning team on the field for nothing. That's not a rebuild. That's a, that's taking a fucking shot in the dark. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and you're right. They, they did do a five-year rebuild and then put a lot of money into 2020 and obviously COVID hit. And, and then last year, you know, some of those guys didn't pan out. Some did, but yeah, at the end of the day, the, the sport needs to figure it out because there's only so many, you know, Tampa Rays or Oakland. Athletics. shifted. When I was younger, maybe like 25 years ago, when everybody was complaining about the Yankees buying players, everybody felt sorry for the Royals. Everybody felt sorry for the Pirates. But I feel like now the, the thing is like, hey, those teams don't want to spend money. Fuck them. Let the big teams spend money. And if they win, they win. It sucks to be a little team, but you guys aren't, you guys aren't trying. Yeah. So it kind of shifted where – I don't know. That's what I see. Well, 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 look at this. I, I just brought up Marge shot. Here's something crazy. Yeah. I, I just put it in. Randomly. You love her. You no, love her. No, no. My, but my point is she, she was trying, but, but this is what's crazy. Yeah. I just put in the 1995 payrolls for baseball. Probably higher than now. They're not higher than now, but, but this is the order of, of the, the payrolls from 95, one blue Jays, two Yankees, three Braves, four Orioles, five white Sox, six Reds. My, wow. my, my point is like, dude, she was a terrible person. She tried to win baseball games. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and, and, and like, if you just look at teams in within the Reds division, okay. Again, I go to these teams, the, the greater Cincinnati area in terms of the, the finances around the greater Cincinnati area, and that includes Kentucky and all that stuff is the 28th largest market. Milwaukee is 37. Milwaukee is spending the 15th most money in baseball and spending $25 million more than Cincinnati. St. Louis is the 22nd biggest market. So a lot closer on the high side from than Milwaukee is on the thing. Milwaukee, and this is why St. Louis is like, this is everything that you need to know. Do you want to own a baseball team? Have the approach that the St. Louis Cardinals do. They're the 22nd biggest market in America. They're spending the 12th, most amount of money in baseball. They're sandwiched between Atlanta and San Francisco, who are huge markets, top both top 10 markets. And they do it because fans come to the fucking ballpark and they always put a team out there. Doesn't matter. You're like, I don't know who any of these guys are. It's a bunch of guys and a bunch of vets they just signed, and they're going to be in the playoff hunt. You're and right. you can make a ton of money doing it. Stop being a bad businessman. Stop being a shitty competitor and stop ruining baseball. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. hundred percent. I mean, it's 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 like I said that it's the, easy to have the best fans in baseball when the team always plays well. Sure. No, for sure. And 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 that's where I'm at. And I couldn't agree more about Votto. Look, I've loved Votto's career. I think most people have. I think he's you know a cusp borderline Hall of Famer. If you if you put his numbers up as far as what he's done. Just free him. Like, like he doesn't let him it. go. Let him go. You would imagine he gets traded though this year. Problem is he, he's out he on the hook be. for about 25. Who's picking that up at 25 mil. Right. 
Well, maybe down like September if they can get him for a month, you know, to rent him for a month. I've only something. heard good things about him personally too. And and yeah, free Joey Votto. And and that really needs to be pushed because I, I you know, at this point, you know, I, I think the Reds are like a 65 to 70 win team right now. I think they're going to be that bad. So why does it matter? Just let the guy go and put out this triple A team. Of which, course. Yes. Which is so goddamn depressing. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, and, and to go back to his call, it's true. Like, that's what people that's what everyone in Cincinnati is saying. On the day that they trade these guys is the same day that the Bengals sign two or three guys. Like, it, it, it's a role reversal right now where the Bengals are clearly trying to win a Super Bowl and the Reds are tanking. And but it, and here's the difference. The, the difference is in baseball, you can just put out a shitty product, make a little bit of money, not show anything like not show your finances at all. And like, he's just going to, he's just going to make money doing this. This he's. And so why would he sell a team? He's probably, probably make 30 million bucks this year. He'll probably just add $30 million on top of whatever he spends to his net worth. He's worth 400. He's probably worth 420 or 430 next year. But it's by rolling out a shitty baseball team and letting people come to 81 games and selling a bunch of hot dogs, getting his fucking TV deal. And it's bullshit. These TV deals, you you shouldn't be allowed to just get free money with one of these TV deals. And and by the way, the worth of your team goes up because everybody gets one of these deals and now there'll be a streaming deal and now there'll be a merch deal and now there'll be whatever. And he could just sit there and not try and make money on it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Goldberg, let's uh, let's talk a little NFL. We'll wrap it up. Of course, we, yeah. you know, you know. You know, our, our uh, you know, I was going to make one point about the NFL because I was listening to your show when a, a caller said, like, would you rather be the, the Rams that were one, maybe one and done that put all their eggs in the basket or the Bengals that are going to be in, like, the AFC championship every year for the next 10 years? And I was like, there is no guarantee that's going to happen. I was I was totally agreeing with you because I remember Boomer Sison was a bigger stud than Joey Burrow. He had a he had an underwear commercial 33 years ago. That's how big of a stud he was. And now he's a boomer. When you say so, stud, you mean like like looks wise and like the girls? Well, everything. Like the just like Joey Burrow is so cool and so, you know, like he is he's a god. Men want to be with him, women want to sleep with him. Boomer Sison was that guy 33 years ago. Now he's a boomer. You know, it's just well, he is a boomer. He's boomer Sison, but <laughs> You just there's no guarantees in the NFL. There really yeah, is. Yeah, no, there's not. And 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 that's the thing. It's like yeah, it's like uh that's how I I don't go I, I try not to go crazy over all these signings. Like shout out to Randy Ruther. You know, he texted yeah. Joe and I and asked if now the Bills are the number one team to beat after signing Von Miller and Man. uh you know, OJ they Howard, more. they still need more in defense. And, and, and my thing is like Miller's old. I already like yeah. the bills. Uh, Howard's a nice piece for sure to add to Josh Allen, but like, yeah. like I already had them right up there. I mean, I mean, NFL free agency, you know, at this point, what I'm most curious about probably like most people is Deshaun Watson. And, and this Cleveland thing is, is kind of fascinating to me what's going on yeah. out there. So is he, is it guaranteed? Cause I heard Baker Mayfield wrote a letter to the, the paper saying goodbye. Is that a done deal? 
No, that's why like Cleveland's really put themselves in a corner if they don't get Deshaun Watson, They're which fucked. again, again, that's a he has to prove of that. Like Deshaun Watson has to prove to go to Cleveland. Yeah. Which yeah. which has gotten rid of wide receivers and signed uh Amari Cooper, traded for Amari Cooper. That's it. So so we got the the Cleveland Browns will be Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson, that'll be their offensive and obviously their running game. That'll be their strategy. They have a great running game. They yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. But like, you know, last you go into last year, you know, you have uh, like you have multiple receivers. Now they're these, these guys are leaving. I mean, Jarvis Landry obviously didn't get the heads up that Deshaun Watson's coming to town. He's like, I want the, I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like if I'm Deshaun Watson and my choices are the Saints. Or... The Saints is probably the best place. I mean, they have a great defense. I and mean, there's also a lot of talk about the Falcons suddenly. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. You get Michael Thomas back. You got Alvin Kamara. You got some good players. And you got you to gotta play off defense. So, you know, they're ready to win right away. Uh, it's a good spot. There's Is there still rumors about Miami or is that dead? I think that's mostly dead. They're going to yeah. ride with Tua, which I think is such a mistake. I, I look, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, that's the main card to fall. And obviously free agency is, is continuing every day. So Aaron Rodgers is going to get 150 million. It's finally been revealed. Yeah. Uh, it's somehow again, I don't, I don't understand the, the legality. I don't know if that's the word, but like how the salary cap works and somehow basically, helps. basically what happens is now all the, the way these teams are all getting around the salary cap number is they're guaranteeing money. They're writing one big fat check and that doesn't, isn't counting against their cap number nearly to the amount where if you pay it out over time or if you pay it out, whatever. So it's like a signing bonus of X amount, which then they go, oh, it's three years, 150 million. But if it's, you know, a hundred and five million dollar bonus, then he's really just on the on the payroll for fifteen million dollars for three years, you know, and that's what all these teams are doing. Um, and that's great because then, you know, these guys are getting their money, which I am always happy that the athletes get their get, you know, get, get the big bonus, get your guarantee. And then also they can cut these guys you know, uh, after the fact, uh, but they huh. also spread out the rest of that money over a year. So that's why stuff like, Oh, Von Miller for six years seems ludicrous, but he probably, he'll probably never make it to six years. That is weird. They signed him for six years. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense. Is that, no. is that how they can make it? So the salary cap, they pay him a lot of money through the six years. Yeah. Yeah. What, gotcha. What's crazy to me again, it's it's like everybody's going to the AFC West. Like, like I, I saw this. I mean, this is a crazy stat or AFC in general, but the AFC West, I saw this from field Yates. It's like, it's like this division, the quarterback and the pass rushers. You have Raiders, Derek Carr, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, Chiefs, Mahomes, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Chargers, Justin Herbert, Joey Bosa. They add Khalil Mack. Yep. Broncos, Russell Wilson, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory. It's, it's, uh, it's like the it, greatest quarterback division I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's nuts though. Like everybody's going to the AFC in general. 
And it's just it's like I'm like chomping at the bit to see how this they're all out. trying to avoid Maddie's Tom Brady. They don't want any part of Tom Brady. No, but it, it is amazing. Like, and I know, look, I I'll take an L. I thought Kirk Cousins was good at a time. He's probably the third or fourth best quarterback in the NFC. And he wouldn't even sniff top 10 in the AFC. I mean, the AFC is just like. Okay, well, let's let's do that real quick. NFC, you're going to have Rodgers, Brady. Where are we going after that? Stafford. And then probably Kirk. Oh, uh, Murray, who's like a head case. And then I would probably go Kirk Cousins at like five. Over Dak. Uh, Dak five, Kirk Cousins six, which isn't saying much. And then right. the AFC, it's like, I mean, I think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. He is. And he's the number fourth best quarterback, in my opinion, in his division. And I mean, he's a he's a great, he's a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. No, I know. It's 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 insane. I don't know if you guys saw us today, but there has been a new overtime rule proposal. So I did see that the Titans have lost their mind because he, by the way, I'll take Matt Ryan all day over Kirk cousins. I forgot about Matt Ryan. Only, only the age. That's the only difference. Why I'd put Kirk a little over him is just that he's a little younger, but Matt Ryan is definitely a better quarterback career wise. So the Colts and Eagles are just saying, Hey, as a team, they propose everybody gets the ball. At least like one it. time. But yeah. the, the Titans are going crazy because they're the Titans propose unless unless the this team the goes for two or something like that. This is the Titans, yeah. The Titans say everybody should get the ball unless the first team who scores also scores a two point conversion. I kind of like that. You I mean, like I that, think you like that one. You like that one over. No, nah, I think everybody should touch the ball. You should get the ball once. By the way, not to interrupt, but we are in a crazy game. Notre Dame Rutgers tied with a minute to go. I let you know. I appreciate it, Goldberg. <laughs> um, I, here's my thing, dude. I am, I, 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 you know, college football is one set of overtime rules where obviously, you know, they're t- these teams are starting in at the 35 or whatever it is, and, 25, and that's the, 25, right. and that's that's exciting. You know, I, I like that in for college football, but in the NFL, we're only we're like five, four, five years. How how many years? Three years removed from, uh you know, you being able to kick a field goal in overtime in a, in a sudden death game. Um, so I, I'm like, if one team gets the ball in overtime and they just drive down and score a touchdown, well, fuck you. You don't think every team, you don't think, you don't think ever, I think every team should get the ball. I, I felt so sick for Buffalo, even though they had like 13 seconds to stop them. I felt sick for Josh Allen that he played one of the greatest games I've ever seen and he didn't get to touch the ball. But but, but that that that's the you go back to the yeah. thing, even in a game like that, right? So like mm-hmm. we and we've seen those games and they're rare where yeah. teams just can't stop scoring and you got this thing. But Buffalo, they they had to stop them for 13 seconds. They they had plenty, they had their opportunity to win that. And game. that's probably they'll take to their grave more than the coin toss. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, by the way, this is a hell of a game. The guy, that guy just missed that. Uh, it's, it's coming down to the end. Planted Dayton. Yeah. So how far is Cincinnati from Dayton? Uh, I don't know, like six, like 70, 75 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. 
you probably you probably you're probably ahead of me because I got uh I want to no spoiler, no spoiler, no spoiler. I got uh I got YouTube TV, which which is yeah. is, is not cable. I will say I, I am gonna miss the I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss the Vegas. Oh, this is coming down at the very end. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm ahead of you, so I know what happened. But I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> Great. Okay. Over so it's like, you, Mike, it's like Mike, Mike Francesa used to do this back in the day. He used to watch the games and then pretend like he couldn't say what was going on and then do it anyway. <laughs> you love that guy. Love him. So he was he was great on Twitter, by the way. So, real quick, and we'll just wrap it up. Uh yeah. so the announcing is obviously we talked covered it last episode. Aikman and Buck are now Monday Night Football. Tarico and Collinsworth Sunday Night Football, and it looks like the Thursday night, which Amazon has exclusive rights to, will be Herb Street and most likely Al Michaels. Wow. I was like, Did Al Michaels retire? I'm gonna miss him. You know, you know he's not retiring. I'm just wondering if Tarico is gonna try to finger Chris Collinsworth. Mike Tarico. That's, that's, that's a multi-layer dirty sports joke right there. And then no H, no H and Chris, Mike Tarico. That was a that was a very multi-layer dirty sports if joke. If you read the ESPN book, Mike Tarico is very handsy in a lot of situations. <laughs> that was Joe's joke, yeah. <laughs> Where he was trying to like finger bang the girl through the window. Remember that? So I, the car? I, I just I just remember they were like, Mike, you gotta calm down here. But but again, he, he got the pass because and he was like I'm Italian. <laughs> Do you know that Goldberg? Mike Tarico claims he's Italian and not black. Well, Andrew Cuomo said the same thing when he got caught from being. He was like, I'm Italian. <laughs> Is that what he did? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, that's what we do. We touch girls' titties. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to wrap up this episode. Goldberg, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, uh, thank you, guys. It's always, it's like a great reunion of good guys and we've had beefs we've had fights we've had twitter wars you know you know speaking of that you know what i was thinking of i was i was telling my girlfriend yeah. she she couldn't believe it i said uh i said goldberg and i got into it so hard like six years ago he walked out i was screaming at him on yeah do you remember that was like a three and a half hour oh, episode? I, oh, I remember. you know my brother-in-law he's like that was the greatest dirty sports episode ever was i on yeah yeah you were you, Joe. You were like Andy. You were you were really you were pretty rough on Maddie there. Remember <laughs> Maddie? Gotta, yeah. Maddie stormed out and went to like hang out in the Venice Beach Boardwalk. Yeah, hilarious. So what, you know what it was is because uh, Tug came and it, I don't know, it just fucked you up. And you're like, it was a weird, it was a weird situation. And that's we why you get, that's that's why you have beef with Tug, right? No, I love Tug. I'm I just, just kidding. Never, I'm just kidding. I never. Uh, I feel bad he didn't get the Larry Bird part on uh, Winning Time. I mean, he already has experience, and I'm like excited for that part of the show. So, because it's like those those evil guys on the East Coast, you know. Um, no, but it's a. It's like this is a. This is like one of the coolest things I've ever done with you guys, and all sincerity, I've always had a blast being on it. I was really intimidated when I first did it because your guy, your fans were tough. And then, like, luckily I won a bunch of them over. But God, they can be rough the first time. Like they've they've sent a lot of guest hosts retired real early. <laughs> well, more yeah, than... we don't get a lot of condoms or for Maddie Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, more Maddie, than... do you still have a podcast? 
I do one with the sports hall with Luke and uh, this great guy I found online named XFL Jim. He's a character. You guys should have him on because he's obsessed with alternative football leagues. So he's obsessed with the XFL and the USFL. So he does a podcast. He has like 20 different sports podcasts. He is a character. He's funny. You guys should definitely have him on. He's, he's very knowledgeable, great guy. So I found him online. I'm like, hey, you want to be a part of this? And he's great because he just brings like a whole different flavor. Like he cares about PJ Walker because he played in the XFL or something. And he's like, he, it's, it's weird how his brain works, but he's very good. So it's called the sports hall. So I just do that for fun. You know, I, I think right now the market is so oversaturated with sports podcasts. So it's hard to like stand out. You kind of got to do like a niche one, like a Mets. I got into a Buccaneers one because I became a bandwagon Bucks fan. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we address this real quick before we yeah. like, so, so who are you rooting for at this point? Are you a Patriot? Like when on Sunday, I, you- I honestly now I, I like the Patriots, but I root for Brady because I felt like they unceremoniously dumped him. I didn't like the way they handled it. I think he should have played until he wanted to, until he was done. I didn't like the Belichick kind of phased them out. So I kind of was like, I was so Brady that I was like, fuck you, the Patriots, go win Tampa Bay. That's unbelievable to me, though, by the way. Like, yeah. like, 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 like you, you can root for a team and, and they get six, six rings. And now you're like, yeah. fuck that team. Like, no, I still like the Pats. I mean, I'm a Boston guy for sure because of my father. Well, there's something about Brady that I always really love. We I are felt- we are five seasons away from Maddie beefing with me because I make fun of Mac Jones on the Internet. Yeah. Don't worry. He'll be back. He'll be <laughs> yeah. back. He'll be like, how dare uh, you? Uh, He's I a mean, good Christian good. boy. I mean, I tell the Patriots fans this, too. And I'm like, look, man, we're it's we're we're welcoming back to the regular world of the NFL. We're like, it's not going to be the Super Bowl every other year. Like, you're just a regular team now. You're yeah. just a regular team that is going to have good years, going to have bad years. But the days of like Super Bowl every other year, th- those are those are done. Sure. Well, where can people follow you on social, Goldberg? Uh, just uh, Instagram at May Goldberg. And, I, and anybody wants to talk to me during the games, I, I'm like one of those guys. The DMs are open. I'll just like, yeah, I like this, this. Like, you want to ride with me on this game? And then we'll talk about it. I've met a lot of great people from dirty sports through that. So, uh, a yeah, lot that, of great it, if I ever get trolled on the internet, I always look at the guy and it's like followed yeah. by Maddie Goldberg. <laughs> well, here, let, let me just say that I follow everybody who follows. I know me. you do. I know. So, so some of the people I like, I'm like, I don't know that guy, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I follow everybody back. Prano, where can they see you live? I know you're doing a lot. Everybody of can follow me at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter at fix your life. Go to Joe for shows. I'll be around town for the next couple of weeks, but then uh, for the Colorado dirt balls who are out there. Tickets are now on sale for the veil comedy show. Uh, that's uh, April 14th at the bridge street bar and veil co-headlining with Eddie. If 
So if you're anywhere around Vail, Colorado, come out to that. Before that, weekend before that, we're at Schmiggity's in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And weekend after that, we're at the Denver Improv. So if you're in Colorado, come to one of those shows. And if you are going to come to one of those shows, buy your tickets early. It's better for everybody. Uh, also, the new Dirty Slides is out. We talk ton of free agency, ton of lockout stuff. We present why Kanye West should be the new owner of Andy's Cincinnati Reds and uh, just baseball in general. So go listen to the new Dirty Slides. I like it. All right, guys, that's our show. Thanks for supporting us. Maddie. thanks again for hopping in, helping us with a little NCAA tournament talk. You guys have a great March Madness weekend. And don't forget, stay dirty.